Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul, and Happy New Year to everyone who listens. This is our first show of 2019. When I was typing the date for the uh, you know Adobe Audition uh, file, it just seemed a little strange. 19, you know, I've been through a few years. You can remember these transitions and the ones that are on the 10s, 79 to 80, 89, you know, 2000, certainly, 1999 to 2000. So they're big, and we're almost there. And for most people that live, I've realized that, you know, they've never seen that year yet. So if you're born in 1942, By the time you get to 1999, you've never seen one of them. And then it starts over. Very few see it twice. And as I dig down, I think about people who would be 100 years old, and certainly they would be more than 100 because by the time you can write, you're 10, 12. And by the time you have to sign something like a lease or a contract, you're usually over 20. So to get to roll over in years you've never written before, be probably 125-year average. And I know you're probably saying, well, David Paul, what the heck does that have to do with anything about upholding matters? And it's just an insight about people in age and people who live through things and are the wiser for it, and yet... You know, the cycles of life you roll through, often, for all of us, the next step we take, we've certainly never taken before, unless you're driving the same route, you go every day to work or something. And so certainly during those monotonous times of driving to work, most people have thoughts of doing something else or changing something or going a different way, just not the same old monotonous thing. So I guess we do strive for the new and the novel and the experiences that we haven't had before. I'm just reminded of the uh, Mae West joke, when I'm confronted with the lesser of two evils, I choose the one I haven't tried before. So no matter how old you are, here we are in this state of government. You would think, well, there was a new Congress seated And there were some neat, interesting moments. You know, it's a a bit of pageantry, and I do enjoy that. Everybody getting all whooped up. Now, the truth is, if you match how often people get whooped up about doing something with how often something actually gets done, that's a pretty low ratio. But we do keep trying, and we do like to get whooped up. Speaking of getting whooped up, 
for myself to better uphold matters. I'm constantly trying to rearrange the pieces and figure out how I can get out and reach more people and have more of an impact. And I'm not sure that just someone knowing that someone else appreciates the fact that we're all in some deep crap helps. It maybe vents the anger. I don't know, but maybe just to know that someone else understands the depth of the problem and the risk, the calamity that we face. That's what galls me. None of this, you know, you, you have to shake things up. A little revolution's a good thing and all that. But you have to, my goodness, you have to understand at least some notion of what you're doing. Otherwise, it's like one of those kung fu movies where you have the drunken master. I, I never believed the premise, having drank a little bit when I was young or a few enough beers to realize that if you're that drunk, you're impaired and you're not going to be a master of fighting skills in kung fu and miraculously slip on something and regain your balance while delivering a death blow to three opponents. That's, that's just goofy. So other than trying to figure out what's going on with this crazy government shutdown and what the impacts will be across the board, how it'll affect people, I thought of a, uh, a reason, you know, I, perhaps this has been written, I'm not sure, but Trump, there's this insane obsession to build this wall. And I'm not sure if he thinks it will be the Great Wall of Trump or, you know, be seen from space or carry his name on long after everything else is passed, like the Hoover Dam. I think it was supposed to be the Coolidge Dam or something, so these things can change. But someone must have told him that that's what would happen. His name would go down in history through the ages, the Great Wall of Trump. I don't know, it's hard to put yourself in the mind of a narcissistic con man, but I think something like that could linger when most people say that there's very little attention span in this man. So Donald Trump wants this win, he wants the wall, he wants the, I mean, what he's asking for, 5.5 billion, he's right about that's a trickle of other money we spend but he wants that amount and will hold the government hostage to get it. So this is what I will consider with you now. Some of the things that happen and then close with some remarks. We're going to keep the show again over the holiday short. I mean, it was really great. He was at a celebration party for one of the new Congresswomen at an election victory party for Congresswoman Rashida Talibid. She said that we're going to go impeach the motherfucker. And that, you know, that's an interesting stuff. She tweeted she's unapologetic and she speaks truth to power. And I guess that is kind of what everybody wants to do in that group. It's just that you have to be a little more delicate the way you talk, of course. 
I guess it is, and I appreciate that. Someone's job to stand up and talk like that. And then we can all weigh in on how we feel about what was said and how it was said. That's what living in this great country is about. And then there's the new Congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And when she was booed, when she voted for Nancy Pelosi for speaker by some of the Republicans, and she was the only one, and she handled that pretty well. You know, I guess basically it's a lesson everybody could learn. We can't let those people detour us or get us down, and that's a lot different than calling someone else a name. That was just performing a function, and people just hate on her. It's, it's, it's kind of sad, so we can talk about that kind of stuff. But really, there's the mechanics of this shutdown. So there's a lot of these government agencies, and they say there's 800,000 government employees affected. And I have the list here for their most heavily affected from these states. First affected is, of course, Washington, D.C. New Mexico, I wonder what goes on there. A lot of military. Maryland, Hawaii, Alaska, West Virginia, Mississippi, Alabama, and Arizona. Now, a lot of these states have a lot of Trump supporters, so they're going to be the hardest hit, and that's what makes it kind of hard to figure out. I guess that is if you're looking for any of it to really make sense. We're just now talking about what is actually just happening. So 800,000 federal employees, other contractors. Okay, here's a mix, mixed together. The Robert Mueller grand jury was impaneled for 18 months back in July of 17. So... Now it's gotten to the point where its mandate has expired, but the statute allows for one extension of six months. So they just extended that. But with the government shutdown, some of these agencies are running out of money to support the pursuit of impaneling the grand jury. And you remember the talk, the advice, even this new acting attorney general gave Trump in an op-ed or whatever he wrote you could just starve out the investigation. So maybe the shutdown is just that, or maybe it's a bonus, I guess. If it makes no sense, that would be the simplest reason, is trying to starve the investigation. But now here's what else goes along with that. You have the agriculture department, and there are vital functions to protect our food supply and all sorts of other things. The FCC, regulating communications and deals and mergers, the Small Business Association, loans, all these kinds of things that can delay things that are in the works. Our national parks, even the Smithsonian, during the um, appointment to Congress and everyone's there in Washington and their families are all visiting and they can't even take them to the Smithsonian. What a drag that is. That just doesn't seem right. There's part of the housing department, HUD, and inspections to make sure people are being treated fairly and all sorts of other functions and contract workers, I mentioned that. So there's a lot of people that are affected and Donald Trump seems to think that all these great people are willing to 
not pay their bills so he can fight for the wall. And they live in Maryland and places where the wall really isn't that big of an issue. And that makes the idea of starving the Mueller investigation with the shutdown seem like something that might be the goal. That's if you think that there could be any kind of plan. I Forgive me for not knowing her name, but I skipped through some channels and one woman was on there. I think she was a former prosecutor, but she's talking about how Trump is not living in the same reality as most people and listening to him talk. I mean, he's mentioned lately about the Soviet Union and uh, was right to make war in Afghanistan and just stuff that even if he believes that doesn't do anybody any good to say that, an American at least. But some of the things he said recently about how to get by past the shutdown, how to um, have Mexico pay for it, some of these Chinese tariffs that he just seems to have no idea what he's talking about. He thinks that we're making money and really people are just paying this tax all over. It's, it's really sad stuff. So, but she talked about the transcripts. If you get a transcript of what he said, sometimes when you're listening, maybe you can think, well, this or that, but reading it, the insanity of it all comes home. It makes no sense. The guy just does not make sense. One thing he is really good at, though, is sitting there and saying, how can you impeach somebody who's doing a great job? I mean, if that's the level of mental stability he lives at, I don't know. But it's 2019, and we're going to keep at this, and we're going to preserve our democracy because we love this country, and we want to see it succeed for everyone's benefit in the world. We want to do great things and have a great year, and Happy New Year to all my friends. Mm -hmm.